This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 26, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. Attorney General Jeff Sessions argues in the Washington Post that the drug trade is inherently violent. And part of the reason for that is drug dealers can't go to court to resolve conflicts. Adam Bates, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute, says Jeff Sessions is stealing his arguments. And from them, he is drawing the wrong conclusions. Let me read to you a little bit from uh, an op-ed in the Washington Post by Jeff Sessions. Uh, The headline is, Being soft on sentencing means more violent crime. It's time to get tough again. Uh, He writes, Drug trafficking is inherently a violent business. If you want to collect a drug debt, you can't and don't file a lawsuit in court. You collect it by the barrel of a gun. And so he writes uh, later on in this op-ed, Uh, I issued a memorandum to all federal prosecutors regarding charging and sentencing policy that once again authorizes prosecutors to charge offenses as Congress intended. This two-page guidance instructs prosecutors to apply the laws on the books to the facts of the case in most cases and allows them to exercise discretion where a strict application of the law would result in an injustice. So, help me understand what Jeff Sessions' actual argument is, because, uh, as you point out, it's very similar to an argument that you make about uh, the war on drugs. Right. I might need some help understanding this argument as well. Uh, so, so listeners should be familiar with this argument that uh, one of the reasons that drug prohibition causes so much violence is because the the peaceful means of dispute resolution that we have in other markets Uh, are not available to to people who participate in black markets. So it's a bit bizarre to have Attorney General Sessions making this argument. Uh, Where he differs is that he seems to think this is inherent in drug trafficking uh, rather than, as as libertarians argue, uh, this being part and parcel of prohibition. It's not native to drug trafficking that they can't settle their disputes peacefully. The government has made it that way by criminalizing uh, the market that they're engaged in. So if I'm trying to come up with the the flip side of his argument, which is getting tough will make the drug trade less inherently violent. Is that is that how you interpret what he's saying? My interpretation of his use of this argument uh, is if he thinks that this is just an inherent part of drug trafficking, then his solution is to basically destroy the market so that there is no more drug trafficking uh, and this this violence will go away uh, once the drug market goes away. Uh, obviously, this policy will fail. The idea that, that we're going to just snuff out uh, this hundreds of billions of dollars uh, a year market in the U.S., uh, it, it's not a realistic goal, but I think that has to be the logical implication of what he's saying. And there's another uh, angle to this, which is that People have talked about uh, President Obama having gone soft on the drug war um, as states for various purposes have legalized uh, marijuana. The broader drug war has continued unimpeded, and it's largely Congress that has actually sort of stepped down enforcement just of marijuana and just in states where it has been legalized for some purpose. Uh, That's correct. And it sort of belies this argument that Attorney General Sessions is making. Uh, When you look at states that have legalized marijuana, like Colorado or Washington, uh, the legal marijuana distribution networks in those states, they actually can settle their disputes peacefully uh, using using the the same mechanisms that other businesses use. Uh, So the existence of these peaceful marketplaces in other states 
kind of proves that this is not inherent in drug trafficking. Uh, but you're right. Uh, Congress itself has gotten a little squishy uh, from the hardline drug warrior rhetoric of the past when it comes to marijuana. But the broader drug war uh, against drugs like heroin and cocaine and methamphetamine, uh, that has continued. And here again, it's it's worth pointing out that the the change in policy that Jeff Sessions has announced was just a reversal of a previous attorney general or previous Department of Justice policy with respect to uh, prosecutions. So there, the fact that he is uh, attempting to enforce laws, as he puts it, as Congress intended, uh, makes some amount of sense. You would hope that the attorney general would be uh, charged with enforcing uh, federal law would do so vigorously. Well, it's true that Eric Holder issued a memorandum uh, that essentially laid out some criteria under which uh, federal prosecutors uh, should try to charge down. In other words, not to, to go after the charges that would trigger uh, the very harsh mandatory minimums that we have for nonviolent drug offenses. Uh, whether it whether Congress intended for the Department of Justice to wield that kind of discretion, I think is an open question. Uh, it's certainly true that Congress is the ultimate uh, rule maker here. Uh, but I, I would want to focus on one other point, which is that the vast majority of prosecution of drug crimes in this country happens at the state and local level, not at the federal level. So when Attorney General Sessions argues uh, that that recent increases in violent crime around the country are because are because of this Holder memo and because of federal charging policy, well, as best we can tell, that Holder memo only ended up affecting around 500 people who receive shorter sentences than they would have under Sessions' charging policy. So the idea that this whole crime wave is being driven by 500 people uh, doesn't really fit the facts. The vast majority of the drug war is still being waged at the state and local level. Uh, Jeff Sessions writes here, defenders of the status quo perpetuate the false story that federal prisons are filled with low-level nonviolent drug offenders. The truth is less than 3% of federal offenders sentenced to imprisonment in 2016 were convicted of simple possession. And in most of those cases, the defendants were drug dealers who accepted plea bargains in return for reduced sentences. So there's a bit of a bait and switch here, which is when we talk about nonviolent drug offenders, that's not synonymous with mere possession. That's also uh, includes dealers and manufacturers and distributors who did not engage in violence. So what Attorney Se General Sessions does, uh, he just has this thing in his mind where anybody who is engaged in the manufacture, distribution, or trafficking, or dealing of drugs is inherently violent because that's his understanding of how this market works. So when he talks about people who are in for mere possession, uh, that doesn't even get nearly at uh, the total number of nonviolent drug offenders in federal prison. So he, he is essentially using the word inherent, uh, inherently violent to refer to a market in which you do not have the protection of courts. Like that, by almost by definition, he seems to think inherently violent means you may not seek uh, a redress in court. Right. That seems to be his understanding of how the drug market works. But I like to point out that uh, you could be forgiven in 1929 if you looked at all the alcohol cartel violence that was just uh, wreaking havoc in American cities. I suppose you could be forgiven for thinking that that violence was just inherent in alcohol distribution, 
Uh, but in 2017, if you told the executives at Anheuser-Busch that they were engaged in an inherently violent activity, uh, I think they would laugh at you. It's very obvious that it's not the trafficking and the, the market itself that is breeding this violence. It's government policy. It's prohibition uh, that is inherently violent. Adam Bates is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.